Hey, everybody. It's the Way of Rock podcast, episode 29 with Jeff and Jack. How you doing, Jack? Uh, we, we chilling. You are chilling. That's, that's all I got. I see you're going I with the, the dirty dorm room background today. Yes, um, featuring our boy Rodzilla right there. <laughs> um, he's a, a dinosaur with a Dennis Rodman jersey. So. Nice. Rodzilla. So we are on episode 29. You know what that means. You know what our next episode is going to be? Um, no, but this is the leap year episode. It is the leap year episode. So this is only going to happen once every four years. <laughs> our next episode, if we go by the standard numerical numbering system that we use in this country, will be episode 30. But if it lines up right on the dates, it's going to be our one-year anniversary of the Way of Rock Appreciate podcast. It. We started this last year on Halloween. I don't remember when we actually recorded the first episode, but the first episode was uploaded and, and ready for public consumption on October 31st of last year. So we're approaching one year of the Way of Rock podcast. We're there, 52 weeks in a year, and we, we, had, we went about roughly 30 for 52 yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's we good or bad. Here to a, a solid schedule, we're we're pretty lax in that respect. Which, on the first day of podcasting school, they always tell you to be consistent, and we are not the most consistent podcast in the world. But because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I have found that we are not the least consistent podcast in the world either. <laughs> there are several that I listen to that they'll go months, and then suddenly there's a new episode. I mean, you're. Yeah, and you listen to it, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I may or may not ever hear from these folks again. And these are people, like, with names. Like, I guess that's why they can get away with doing it, because, you know, they've, they've, got, they've got names in the industry. But, yeah, they just kind of podcast when they feel like. As always, we are brought to you by Anchor, and Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Did you know that, Jack? The easiest. There's no easier way other than hiring a staff and making them do it for you. But Anchor is your staff. You download the app. You can go to the App Store. You can go to Google Play. Or you can go to the website at anchor.fm. All you have to do is upload the audio or record it directly into the app. And then they do the rest. They find the distribution. And they find you sponsors. And then they give you cool analytics. I, I was getting a little too concerned with our analytics, like how many listeners we had and where they were and how old they were and all that and then I listened to a Joe Rogan a couple of weeks ago where he was talking about signing his Spotify deal. And they were, I, I can't remember if it was Spotify or if it was somebody it had talks with other than Spotify, but they were all concerned about demographics and where his listeners were and how many there were and blah, blah, blah. All the, all the cool numbers that you can get into. And Joe's attitude was like, I don't care. It's like, you can just make yourself crazy worrying about that stuff. I don't care. I do the podcast. If people listen, they listen. If they don't, they don't. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to take that blase attitude myself because, you know, we don't have 20 million listeners like Joe. We're up around 19, but we, we don't have Joe numbers. But my point with that is if you want that stuff on Anchor, it's there. I like looking where people come from because that's kind of a cool little feature they have. And so far, as we've mentioned in the past, Oakland, California is our, our hands-down champion for listening to everyone. Hotbed. But you know who's been coming on strong? we got to give them a shout-out, is Mexico. Ah. 
Yeah, the Mexican listeners have, have really been stepping it up, which I'm happy to see. So welcome, Mexico. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope we can uh, make you laugh a little bit, turn you on to some cool music, and all of us just marvel at Jack's dorm room. It'd be like that. So we're also sponsored by Third Stage Tees. Look at that T-shirt right in the middle there, Jack. You see that? The one that says crew on it? Yeah, and right above that is the front of that shirt. Oh, I guess I don't I, I guess I didn't see the uh, the top half. Yeah, you're doing the yeah. read from bottom to up, which is only acceptable in, in certain parts of the world. Kansas, I guess, being one of them. But uh yeah, that's the brand new The Way of Rock Podcast crew t shirt. And that is going to be released. Well, by the time this gets uploaded, it'll it'll be in the store. But you can get that T-shirt for only $25. You've got the Way of Rock podcast logo on the front, crew on the back to show that you are a member of the Way of Rock podcast crew. And you can get that at thirdstagetees.com. Use promo code T-W-O-R and save yourself 15% on that T-shirt. And as always, we get a solid reaction from Jack. Well, I didn't. what reaction do you want from me there? I don't know, something like, oh, that, that, that's cool. Or, yeah, you should do that. Or, all right, we'll just oh, cut this, oh, we'll just cut this out. I'm letting you, uh, letting you do your little sponsorship uh, money thing. I got you. Then, then you're gonna, my you, you will contribute at some point during the podcast, right? Well, I would argue that whenever we start talking about the actual content of the podcast, I'm the main contributor. I got gotcha. you. All right, one more thing, then then you can start contributing. <laughs> we, we want everybody to visit us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at It's the Way of Rock. It's the same handle on all of those platforms. Go there and drop us a line, give us a like, and uh, generally bask in our wonderful social media expertise that we don't possess. I'm warning you ahead of time. We have songs of the day and a playlist. We do. Song of the Day playlist on Spotify. I forgot to put that on there. Go to Spotify, look up The Way of Rock, and, and you'll see that. Unfortunately, it's not tied in. Like, you can't go to The Way of Rock podcast on Spotify and find our playlist. It's like two different things, which is kind of annoying. And I guess once we sign the Joe Rogan deal, we could probably get that straightened out. But right now, it's two separate entities. So deal with it. So Eddie Van Halen is still deceased. Yes. But as I'm sure you've seen in your world of, of podcasts and radio and YouTube videos and whatnot, there's lots and lots of reaction to it. Everybody wants to get their opinion in on, on Eddie's passing. And yes. so I'm going to bring up two podcasts that, that I listen to, completely different podcasts that, that irked me in different ways. One, okay. of, them, one of them, I'm just going to briefly get it out of the way. I listen to a fitness podcast and the host was going on and on about how big of a, a Van Halen fan he was. And, and somehow he gets away with playing music on his podcast. I'm not really sure how he gets away with it, but because he's got tons of ads as well. But he was playing the music and talking about how big of a Van Halen fan he was in the day. Then he said two things that just irked me to no end. First, he called Van Halen a hairband. Uh, now, are you familiar with the term hairband? Yes, I'm familiar with the term hairband. Aside from what you may have heard me say about it in the past, what does that term mean to you? Um, I mean, uh, 
like I, I I don't know how to fully give a definition of it, but like give me I an example think of, of a hair band. Like 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 your poisons or your twisted sisters or exactly. your Exactly. I don't even know if I your, put twisted sister in that in that category. But hair hairband was a derogatory term that was coined in the late eighties when all of the the LA kind of copycat bands started coming in and it was like poison and warrant and slaughter and trickster and all of these bands that were just mostly concerned with how they dressed rather than putting out cool music. And when you called somebody a hair band, you were basically saying, you guys aren't really a real rock band. You're, you're, you're a hair band. And over the years, I think, I think people just have, I don't think it necessarily means that anymore. I think people just use it as a band that, that has long hair. Um, I've heard Guns N' Roses being oh, referred to as a hairband before, and yeah, that that irritates me to no end. Because like their whole thing is that they uh, they destroyed that, right? Or they yeah, said they no more. Play a part in it. So yeah, this host referred to Van Halen as a hairband. So that was strike one. Okay. And then strike two, he he referred to their hit song "Jump." You know, "Jump," right? Yes, "Jump." So Jump, Jump was a major hit. I don't know if it was their biggest hit. I don't think it was because I think they had their biggest hit with Sammy. But it was a pretty big hit. And then he goes on to explain Jump, and he's like, and Eddie's nowhere to be found on the song. I'm like, dude, do you know anything about Van Halen? He was the guy playing the keyboards. <laughs> yes, and, and, and the keyboard of Jump seems to, it's like a very important yeah, part Yeah, and, 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 and the guitar is back in the mix, but there is guitar during the song. And then, of course, there's a brief solo, as, as all Van Halen, Van Halen songs will have. But, yeah, he was, I think he was even watching the video while he was talking about it. He, maybe not. Maybe he's just listening to it. But, yeah, it was, he was like, yeah, I can't believe this is their biggest hit. And Eddie's not even anywhere near it. <laughs> it's like, dude, go back to talking about weight, weight, weightlifting. That's, that's your thing. Stay out of music. But, anyway, that, that, was, the, that, was, that was the number one reaction the number two reaction a couple of comedians i was listening to who are about my age maybe a year or two older so they're right in the sweet spot of of someone who'd be van halen fans when they were younger and you can tell that they don't really listen to music anymore they're just like old guys that have left that behind them and, and that's fine whatever but in their discussion of van halen one of them says i'd have to maybe put them as the greatest american rock band which I have no problem with, with them being in that discussion. Then the other guy goes, yeah, either them or Aerosmith. And then he said, of course, Aerosmith only has four songs that people even know, and one of them sucks. And I was like, huh, I wonder which one that is. And the other guy actually had my response. He said, huh, which one is that? And the first comedian says, oh, it's uh, Love in an Elevator. That's a terrible song. Which he's right. It's a terrible song, but it's not one of the main Aerosmith songs. This is a comedian from Boston, where Aerosmith okay. is from, and he's of the opinion that people are only aware of four Aerosmith songs. So that that really that led me down a whole rabbit hole of, again, you guys just stick to writing jokes and and leave the music alone. But it got me thinking: who is the greatest American rock band? And I texted you this the other day and had you jot you down some ideas. And I jotted down ideas which will no doubt make you cross. But that's they might, okay. but, but you know, there's not one right answer. I got some ideas that are going to make you cross as well. 
because I went, um, I, I have five and I went kind of two older and then three more modern ones. One of them, I'm still iffy if I should even keep them on, but I'm going to keep them on just because they've been very successful despite the music that they make. And so the first one that I'm going to say, I don't know if I need to go any further, but <laughs> I, I think, I think they're the answer. When, um, that's the legendary Guns N' Roses. My second one, I don't know if you um, had them, but I think they're one of the most successful acts of all time. And that's uh, our friends from Metallica. You know what? I think- of all of these bands that I listed, somehow I forgot Metallica. Yeah, I, I, I think you I would you tend got to agree them. they're in the discussion, of course. Yeah, I mean, um, even though, like, despite where they're, they, I don't know why I'm quoting, quoting success, they're very successful. Where it came from, uh, they're playing stadiums while being at least 50% of a thrash metal band. So that's uh, a thing. So now for my three uh, more modern acts, I'm going to start it off with Linkin Park. I think um, they're another one despite being um, new metal, if you want to go there, I still think they're kind of a lot different than every other they're new a rock metal band. band. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, the levels of success that they achieved being mixing the, uh, the sounds of hard rock and, and hip hop slash rap and that kind of thing is very, you know, that, that is very impressive what they're able to do. Um, despite their last albums, it's kind of changing up their sounds because they could, they didn't have to keep making the same music because they've already made their money. They can just make whatever they want now. And then um, I'm also going to throw a Ben Sevenfold on this. And this might, uh, this might make you cross because it's Ben Sevenfold, but I think they're another band that uh, you, you listen to their first album sounding the seventh trumpet. And you're like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what year that was released. Um, but you listen to it and you're like, okay, this is just a basic uh, metalcore band. Not basic, but they're just in that kind of the the level that you, you would see a Trivium, a Bull from a Valentine, a Kill Switch Engage, like that level of, like that's what their ceiling probably is of success. And then you're like, oh, now they're touring once every seven years playing uh, stadiums or arenas because they're one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Um, in like they, they play venues that big, they during a winter tour they they are playing arenas. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I know pretty, they, I know they do the sheds in the summer. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure at least like whenever it's uh see my and my only of, my only real argument with them would be is that they're just not very active. Yes, but um, I mean. Like, I don't even know. I, I assume they're still together. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, and, um, and, and my only argument with Linkin Park, which I think is a good answer, is that they are not going to have the longevity now, which yeah. that's no fault of theirs. But we're not going to get that, you know, 25th anniversary tour of Linkin Park or, you know, anything like that. Which I, I and, and they didn't seem to be all that active which I, I guess is kind of a thing that bands do now. They, 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 they do their album cycle and then you don't see them for five years. That's just kind of normal. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the thing with um, Elise and Benj is most of them have their 
families back home and they do make a like they're one of the bands that whenever they release a record like the album sales are there they're selling all over the all over the world and they are one of the metal bands that does get airplay you'll hear a shepherd of fire hail to the king on the radio right um and so they like i think kind of in today's era where every band's always active because they have to be event simple one of those bands that they don't have to be active so they, they seem more uh inactive than they they are per se and in this last one um is the one that i'm i'm pondering but i'm gonna put it on here just because of their level of success given um their music and that is going to be our friends from iowa uh really slipknot and i like i said i've been going back and forth with this one and, and all i just like the level of um what's the word like relevance or prominence that they've achieved being a um i don't know like i would never be the one to be like yes slipknot the death metal band but like a music casual who doesn't really care about having music that much they might be like ah yes the death metal slipknot um and you like the name that they've made for themselves with the masks and having 24 people on the stage at one time and all that uh that fun stuff while also playing like having their own uh festival that now they've started making it a little touring festival before it was just like a and then also the pairing with Ozfest, all that stuff i think they're i don't know if i would put them uh i would never say this so not the greatest american band of all time but i would say there is a argument to put them on the uh the list they're on the list yeah i, I would agree with that they're on the list definitely not you know the greatest but but on the list on the um, list obviously i'm i'm gonna go more you know classic artists i still think i still think either van halen or aerosmith or since now that you mentioned metallica is is probably probably your best bets you know van halen is a band that they were on top of the world with with their first few albums then their lead singer leaves which i remember when it happened was like what <laughs> How are you leaving Van Halen? Especially why he left. He was going to go off and make movies and, and be a solo artist. And his first solo album wasn't bad. It had Steve Vai and Billy Sheehan on it, which really helped because every solo album he had after that really was not good. But Van Halen doesn't miss a beat. They just grab Sammy Hagar and go on to even bigger success than they already had. You can make arguments that the strikes against them were then that fell apart and when eddie got sick they they basically became inactive and didn't really do anything for a long time aerosmith famously broke up in the late 70s and at the time you know they they were they, they were on top of the world for their time in the 70s they break up hit a rough patch in the 80s, and then they come back in the late 80s with the original lineup and go on to, again, even bigger success. You can make the argument that everything after permanent vacation was really just kind of cheesy and poppy, and, you know, Aerosmith fans, a lot of them were just kind of like, eh, it's not really Aerosmith anymore. But you can't argue with the success that they had post-1989, 1990. They, they, they were, up until like a year ago, were still doing a residency in Las Vegas and doing big numbers there. So. Aerosmith's definitely in that category. Metallica, like you said, I they they don't even have strikes against them. They they've just been a a juggernaut 
they did release Saint Anger, but that's um didn't slow him down any. It didn't. I actually listened to Saint Anger uh, the other day, and I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Um, a lot of people complain about the snare drum, and I don't. It's different, but people I kind of like it. People with Metallica, man. They just people do. do. They've got but a problem um, with with every little detail when it comes to Metallica. It's it's a weird thing that people do with with that band. So okay, Metallica's right. Metallica's way up there in that list because they've not they they haven't slowed down in in years, and up until a couple years ago, and if they went out right now, they'd be playing stadiums. They would. Yeah, yes. they, with, well, without question. They, well, they would they they would be playing a live stream. They're not allowed to right. um, have people out. In a normal world, if they went out right now, they'd be playing stadiums. So I'm with, gonna throw and. I'm going to pause you playing a stadium where they can get away with um, a Ben sevenfolds, the opener and Bullbeat right. is the opener. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And pack that stadium with, with no problem. So I'm going to throw another name out there. That's going to make you cross, but you can't deny their success. You'll, you'll see the, the t-shirt. Yeah, I saw it coming. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it because you can't deny the, the success, but. Uh, yeah. They're just one yeah. of the biggest bands ever to, to, to form. So, and, you know, obviously the strikes against them are, you know, the last 20 years of KISS have been a little weird. <laughs> and it's been 20 years of a reunion tour every three years. Right, yeah. And all that stuff gets annoying. And, you know, they come out the with the fake members, the KISS salt and pepper shakers and the, you know, it's, it's on and on and on. But again, you can't, they, the, the success they had in the 70s is almost unmatched. They discovered Van Halen, well. Let me back up. They didn't really discover Van Halen, but Van Halen was tearing it up around Los Angeles and Gene Simmons was fairly instrumental in getting them, you know, kind of noticed by record companies. He always, I think, would put out the story that, that he discovered them, which is why I said that because it's been ingrained in my head for years, but <laughs> he, he did play a part in Van Halen finally getting a, a recording contract with Warner Brothers and, and having the giant success that they had. Um, also, a band like Pearl Jam that, you know, again, in the last 15 years or so, they've slowed down a little bit, um, but they're still putting out new music. When allowed to tour, they still tour. They're still active. It's, it's all the same guys. They've never had a lineup change. I know when we talked about ZZ Top a few weeks ago, we were trying to think of bands that, you know what, I say that and that's not true. They changed drummers. So forget I said that. They they fired their original drummer and got Matt Cameron from Soundgarden to be their drummer. Yeah, whenever you originally posed the question, that's another direction that I went is the uh, the Seattle. Yeah. Grunge. Yeah, and I was going to say Al Alice in Chains, which is probably and, a bigger band at this point than than Pearl Jam. And I was I also think that uh, Nirvana's probably has to be mentioned. I think you have. I I. I, I don't really consider him as much again because of the longevity. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of my problem with putting Guns N' Roses on that list. And you know, Guns is one of my favorite bands ever, but we're talking about a band that only really put out three albums and disintegrated after about six years. And in my, my combat to that, and, um, and, and it's a kind of a different circumstance, but uh, whenever you talk about, I think we've, talk about this briefly last week the the greatest guitar player of all time the general consensus answer was active for maybe two months um being Jimi hendrix who was he came and he went and then right 
That's true. And, but like, but what everyone's like, okay, he was around for three years, but what he did in that three years has was you know legendary, and that's definitely something that you can say with Nirvana, and they've kind of become more Nirvana, like right. They weren't the biggest band in the world whenever they're around, but oh, they were. The the legend of Nirvana has definitely. They they were definitely the biggest band in the world when they were around, and that leads me into my next band, as you can see. I think you can make a solid argument that Foo Fighters might be the greatest American rock band. They. I think you can't. Good. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think you can't. What, what, I, what I'll say is, and I think this is um, this works against the classic bands when it necessarily shouldn't, because it's definitely out of all their control. But Aerosmith, Van Halen, Kiss, and even Metallica, for that matter, they became the biggest band of the world whenever rock bands were the, the biggest, biggest band in the world. Um, like I would say, I would only really put Linkin Park for my list. Up with the level of Foo Fighters, but those two bands became arguably one of the biggest bands in the world in a time where rock bands weren't doing yeah, that. I rock think that's the, taking uh, a backseat to other music and other forms and of like, entertainment for that matter. Like I said, I don't think that's necessarily a knock against the Van Halens and the Aerosmiths right. of the uh, the world, but it's definitely something to note when talking about the more modern bands because and if I think you look that, at the record sales, like they might not be comparable just because. Van Halen was on top of the world because that music was on top of the world. Right. And I think if, if Linkin Park were still around and active, they, they might be as big as Foo Fighters are. I mean, I think a lot of the reason why Foo Fighters is so big is because people just love Dave Grohl. You know, he's such a likable personality. And I think that goes a long way for why they're so successful. But if they, if they released an album tomorrow and went on tour, if they were allowed to, it would sell out in no time. The album would be all over radio. It would, I mean, they just, they, they've still, you know, 25, 26 years into their career. They have shown no signs of slowing down. You, you saw the, the viral video of the little girl that plays drums and Dave Grohl doing the, you know, the drum battle with her. I mean, Dave Grohl is just an immensely popular um, personality. And and I, I think what he's done with the Foo Fighters, you know, going from being the, the drummer in the most popular band in the world for a couple of years to forming one of the most popular bands in the world for, yeah. you know, I know they got kind of a, kind of a slow start, but for the last 15, 20 years, I mean, they've been, they've been on top of the world. So, so yeah, Foo Fighters has got to be in that discussion too. I don't know if there's one right answer, but yeah, Foo Fighters, I think Metallica is definitely in there. Is uh is that is that all your all your picks? Yeah, pretty much. I just wanted to end okay. with Foo Fighters and talk about them for a little bit, but um, because while we've been talking about that, I've I had I had one more popped in my head that I'm you might have thought about you might not have uh, and they might even not be American because I don't know who anyone's from, but I'm pretty sure they are, and that is the uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, another band I'm out of Los Angeles. Point, yeah, I'm 99.9% sure they're American. but They are American. Well, if you remember from Slash's book, um, him and Flea were acquaintances oh, yes. back yes. in the day in, in Los Angeles growing up. But also, Slash being I, the BMX racer and, and Flea being a skateboard kid. I was ready for you to be like, no, they're from Belgrade <laughs> or something. And just 
ruin my day, but yeah. No, that is a great answer and one that I had not thought of. And that's a band that whenever I make my little list of bands that I, I regret never seeing live, that's always one of them. Yeah. And, and the issue with this question is that when you asked it, um, every band is from uh, the UK, basically. All the greats, I mean, you, yeah. You, you, like, like, the short list, if I was to make, like, maybe not my favorite, but, like, the top three bands of all time, I'm probably going the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, like, maybe Black Sabbath, and that's, like, the top three. And none of them are American, so that's an issue. Yeah, Rolling then, Stones, like the, Cream. I mean, on the list goes on and on with your British bands. Eric Clapton. Yeah, I completely forgot about the Stones answering that. I think, but I mentioned the Stones when I said it to you. Um, but then you even go to like to the, the the heavier side, like greatest metal bands of all time, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. Are Iron Maiden. Yep. Up there, yeah. Um, then 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 you go, you know, ACDCs from Australia. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a worldwide thing. There's there's you know Finn Lizzy from Ireland, a band like uh, oh, I think Nazareth was from. They're not, I know, one of the greatest bands ever, but they're from I think <laughs> Scotland. So yeah, the the United Kingdom has definitely produced a, a ton of great music. The Scorpions from Germany. Scorpions from Germany, yeah, definitely, and and rock and roll is still the thing over there in Europe too. Which is great because they didn't give it up for rapping country. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good talk. People, if you agree, disagree, have a band that we forgot about, email us at it's the way of rock at gmail.com or drop us a line on one of our socials. We are going to take a short break and then talk about the brand new album from Smith and Myers. If you're consuming water, drink or anything. No, I'm good. You still there? I am good. Yeah. Can you hear me? Why can't I hear you? I don't know. Let me uh, check one, two. Anything? Me no, no hear you. Can you hear me? Well, I can hear you. Okay. I can't. I've lost you. Oh, I know why. No, 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 no. I see, I see. Yeah, it's because I've got the audio going into the recorder, and I stopped the recorder. Okay. Sorry. Marissa, do not stop. Let me get the share screen back. Seeing Smith and Myers now? I am seeing Smith and Myers. All right. Bring it back whenever you're ready. And we are back. It's your boy, Jack Sabbath, here on the Way of Rock podcast. We uh, Jeff is also here. He doesn't have a fun nickname. I don't. Unfortunately. Uh, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, and I can't. It's time to talk about Smith and Myers, which we talked about the singles, and I believe we talked about the uh, the covers they've done. And they're releasing two albums. Um, the only first one's out right now. Let me go pull up the track listing for it. Volume one, um, very. Uh, and the, and the, the next one's going to be volume two, and that's coming out October twenty third. So what is it? The fifteenth. So that's in a week and a half or so. 
Um, okay, so it's another full days. album coming out. They're releasing yeah. two kind of at the same time, roughly. Yeah. So, um, and let me, let me, let me, like I said, so they have, uh, I believe, two covers on the album, at least two that I'm aware there's of. Actually, there's actually been, three, but go ahead and I'll three. tell you what okay. the third one is. Yeah. Um, so we have Rocket in the Free World, which I believe we've talked about, um, the Neil Young cover. And then they go uh, unconventional and they have Better Now which is the, uh, the Post Malone cover. Oh, see, I didn't know that was a cover. So there's at least four. I see. Four, okay. <laughs> it's all covered. Um, the whole album's covers. <laughs> all right, so, so go on. Yeah, so Better Now, which in, when I listened to it, I immediately knew that it was a cover, but I couldn't remember. Like, I knew it was a cover of a modern-day pop song. Um, but I couldn't remember who it was. And I was like, oh, this is And post. you know, now that you say that, I mean, I didn't know it was a Post Malone song, but... I, when I was listening to the album this morning, as I listened to that song, I thought to myself, wow, this is really written in kind of a, almost a, like a Taylor Swift, you know, mode. It was just kind of had that repeating verses thing that she does. And not that it necessarily annoyed me, but I was like, ah, you know, it's, it's, it, it just seems like a pop song. Yeah. That's why. That's because it is. <laughs> um, so you say there's two more covers on this that I'm, I'm missing. Yeah, there are. It's uh, there's an NXS cover, the band NXS, which was very okay. big in the in the '80s. They do Never I'm Tear not Us Apart. Too familiar with them? Okay, Never Tear Us Apart. Yeah, and they do. I think I, NXS was fine, um, but I think they really, really do a, a a better version of that song than NXS did. And then the last song on the album is called Unchained Melody. That's an old song from the '60s. Okay. From uh, Bill Bill Medley and. Um, Oh, it was, they were the Righteous Brothers was their name. I can't remember the other guy's name. Bill Medley was, was one of them. It was a duo. They were kind of a, a white soul duo in the 60s. And that's, that was, if you've ever seen a movie called Ghost um, with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze, it came out in like 1990. Hugely popular the, movie. seen the band Ghost. <laughs> but that song was used in that movie and got a, like a renaissance in the 90s. But it originally came out in like 1965, 66, somewhere around in there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those are the four covers then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm I, going to come. Ma Not Mad Enough is growing on me. I think when we talked about the uh, two uh, singles the first time around, I kind of attacked it. But it, it is growing on me. I do think that Rock in the Free World is still a very, very strong um track but i also was a big fan of panic and valerie and the weight of it all those were kind of like my three new songs yeah what struck me all. about not mad enough i really like not mad enough a lot i i love the vibe that it has it's just a real it's it's a chill song i i listened to this album today when i was walking the dog and you know that's when i usually listen to a podcast but it, it was just a nice, chill album to listen to all around. But what really struck me about Not Mad Enough and Rockin' in the Free World, especially being back-to-back, -back, is both of those are very angry songs. Rockin' in the Free World, of course, the Neil Young song and his version, both just super angry. They were written in the late 80s. It was written in the late 80s and refers to the, the first George Bush administration and stuff and some of the things that were going on at that time that unfortunately are still going on. Um, but yeah, very angry lyrics and not mad enough for being the chill vibe that it is, has very angry lyrics. 
No, it does. Um, like I said, it, it has grown on me a decent a bit. Um, what I do want to mention though is the, I don't know if we've talked about the uh, other two, maybe the other two songs yet. And um, uh, for volume two and the two singles, and I don't know if I've listened to Bad at Love yet. I'm going to, I'm just going to be honest with that one. But I do want to mention Bad Guy. I'm not sure if you're um, aware of Bad Guy, mm-hmm. but it is a uh, Billie Eilish song. Oh, okay. I did not know that. And, and I don't yeah, know a lot so about Billie, Billie Eilish either. Billie Eilish is, I believe, three days older than me. Wow. Just for reference. And she's putting you to on shame. Top. What'd you say? Oh, she's yeah. Putting well, you to shame. Um, yeah. And she kind of became popular for being very unconventional and her songs kind of sound weird, but people like it. And she also, I don't know if she does the Lady Gaga dress weird thing, um, but she she doesn't dress like your conventional uh, pop artist. Um, she just wears like big hoodies, but uh, she, yeah, she's relatively on on top of the pop world Something every now and then. Something to be said for comfort. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's the the one that I listen to. But looking at the track list, um, there's they're not out yet, of course. But we, I do lots see, of covers on on this one. I do see notably Rebel Yell and Losing My Religion, which I think yep. is probably the one that I'm excited about because. Losing My Religion has been covered by bands I listen to quite often, and they're fun every time. Um, most notably, Lacuna Coil and Breaking Benjamin have done uh, Losing My Religion covers in there. Yeah, it looks like in, on top of those two, you're going to have Sledgehammer, which I assume is the Peter Gabriel song. Um, and Peter Gabriel is, is a legendary artist, but that's probably his, his weakest song, although it's probably his biggest hit. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do with it because that's a very 80s song. Just everything about that, the original is, is 80s, just mid 80s. Um, and then the last song in the album, Don't Look Back in Anger, I'm assuming that's the Oasis song. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll see when they come out. But yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to, to, to the second volume coming out soon. I wonder if the whole thing is going to have the, the same vibe. I assume it will. Yeah, and... I, I am excited for that because I do, I do uh, really, really like acoustic music. Like as much as I enjoy turning on a uh, a heavy Slipknot album or a Trivium album or whatever, sometimes you got to kick back and you just got to turn on a, a Smith and Myers or even the, the latest, a Perfect Circle album, not really acoustic, but just like that slow piano vibe. Just right. Yeah, and it'd be kind of cool if more heavy bands kind of did some a little side project like this. You know, the lead singer and the guitar player just sat down and made a quiet album. Not that I want to yeah. see drummers and bass players out of work, but <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd be and, cool if, if if more heavy bands kind of went that direction. And I don't know if um, you um, put this on the slide or not, um, but the uh, new Matthew Heafy stuff. Yeah, I don't have a slide for that, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I was just going to say, you, you mentioned uh, heavier bands, the guitar player and the singer kind of going and doing the thing. Matthew Heafy has just said, okay, the guitar player slash singer is not <laughs> doing his own thing over on the twitch.tvs. And um, little backstory behind it. So we talked about how he did the uh, Witcher cover earlier, mm-hmm. or I guess last, now at this point, it's been about a year ago, or 10 months or so. Um, 
where he did an acoustic and a full band arrangement of the popular Netflix uh, song. Now, um, so I'm on an app called TikTok every now and then. And since I'm a weirdo, I've made it over to like Viking TikTok because <laughs> that's a thing. And one of the most popular songs on Viking TikTok is it's like a a sea shanty type Viking battle song. It's called My Mother Told Me. And I don't um and it's and you can find there's versions everywhere on YouTube, different variations. I don't know I I mean I do know who the original one is by, but their name is slipping me and even if I did know it I wouldn't be able to pronounce it. It's a very old Scandinavian name. But it, it's a very catchy little uh, little tune. And so Matthew Tifi, uh, Kichi Hifi did what everyone does, where he said, okay, I'm going to release a three-track little single album that has My Mother Told Me, just the uh, basic version where it's like a full band metal arrangement. And then he has his own little acoustic version. And then he has an acapella version because the original song is an acapella. Um, because that's what he does in his free time. And I believe this show, the song's featured in a show called Vikings at the moment. Okay. Um, which I have not watched because I don't think it's on Netflix, but I'd like to watch it because I like Vikings. Yeah, that's I've heard that's a good now. show. Yeah. Um, and it's on I one of those it. services that, that I, I'm only getting so many services and I think it's on one that I'm just not going to get. Yeah. But... um. Viking shows are, are very, very interesting. Um, I just watched one kind of over the summer. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool little thing. And it's funny because like I discovered this song like a month ago, maybe three weeks ago or something. I don't, I don't know what the timeline was, but I was on TikTok. I was like, yo, this is very catchy. Now it's in my head. And so now I have a recorded version by my boy, um, Matt Heafy from... Uh, probably one of my top three favorite bands so this is awesome yeah he does a heck of a job with that song yeah that dude is a hustler i swear if you follow him and i know you do follow him on 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 instagram he never stops moving yeah and you say that and you bring up his instagram which reminds me of another thing that was just announced let me go pull that up um my my internet will load here trivium has announced a Deepest Cuts 2 live stream. Um, it's going to be on October 24th. And it's going to be a free live stream series. And I believe, so it's going to be live on uh, Matt's Twitch. Um, but they do have like a set list. I don't, I don't know if this is going to be the order, if this is just the song they plan on playing. But um, some, of the, like, some of the ones that excite me on here is Wake, The End Is Nigh. Drowning in Slow Motion, which I, even though I think it's a bonus track, it's my favorite song off In Waves. That's a really, really uh, good song. And then they have um, Seize All Your Fire, which is on Silence in the Snow. I think we talked about this last week. That's another really good bonus track that, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this song is, uh, this shouldn't be a bonus track. Put this on the real album. Put this in your live set. Um, and they also got Declaration, which I believe is the last song on Semsi, kind of like the ending song. Um, so yeah, they got a lot of, uh, what's it called? Deep cuts because it's a deep cuts uh, thing, but I, I guess 
unless I'm misreading, it's going to be the four of them getting back together and doing a live show, but it's going to be free and it's not going to be your uh, typical trivium set list of throwing in some of the, uh, the songs you wouldn't normally hear, which I think that's uh, pretty awesome. And that's going to be, like I said, October 24th, um, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So for us, we're in the central because central is best. That's going to be 2 p.m. for us. So I'm going to make sure to uh, check that one out. Very cool. Yeah, remind me on that day so I can uh, so I can make sure to put it out on our socials as well. Yeah, the 24th is going to be a Saturday, so it's going to be uh, accessible. Cause, uh, nice. So speaking of now, music uh, coming down the pike. Yeah, and so there's nothing released from either of these two bands yet, but um, we do have information. And I believe we have a tentative, at least like a release period um, for Ghost. And that's going to be winter slash holiday of 2021. Does that sound correct to you? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I seem to remember. That's what I've been saying. Okay. And then I thought yeah. I read that Mark Tremonti was going to start working, start recording in November. So you're probably okay. looking at late winter, maybe early spring for, for that. Yeah. And I do know that Alta Bridge isn't releasing necessarily anything new, but they are doing Walk the Sky 2.0, which is something that all bands are doing every now and then. And I've seen a couple of those. So just say, uh, like I said, not like an, it's not a full new album, but it is a, uh, something that's keeping Mark busy. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's done or done or not yet, but it has been announced. So um, I'm sure once he, once he gets his free time, because Tremonti is a great, great uh, band. I, I love everything that they put out. Yeah. I'm looking forward um, to, to hearing new Tremonti music. It's probably been five or six years. Uh, what I, I think he might've had something in 2018. Okay. Um, which wasn't as notable, like not necessarily the content of it, just, I forget about it. It's, it was called, it was a dying machine. I forget about that a lot more because I think that Cauterize from 2015 was a great album. But yeah, he, I think he had tw something in 2018 and 2016. So he hasn't completely disappeared off the map, but uh, and it, it'll be. Well, yeah, we, we've, had, we've had two Alter Bridge albums in that time. Well, yeah, you know, I, we have. He, he works well, like 2016, 2016, he did a, a, a Tremonti album, which I believe was just a B-Sides, but still an album and then an Alter Bridge album the same year because you know, he's also a lot of fun but that he is and I know you're going to be excited to hear some new Ghost of course yes um we've we've hit a downtime with Ghost they were doing a uh an album tour EP album tour EP I mean they were they, they were keeping that rhythm going there for a few years but I'm I'm sure that they were scheduled for some time off and then obviously with the pandemic they're just basically yeah. taking this entire year off and I say they it's it's a Tobias Forge thing. And I even I'm saw an article curious. yesterday that says Tobias is going to record Ghost Album all by himself. And I'm like, well, he always does that. He's kind of a, <laughs> a, a Trent Reznor in that respect. But he said, and you know, I guess they talked to him and he's like, oh, I, got it. I got studio musicians that I like working with and I pretty much write everything and, and play it with those guys. And then he's got his, his touring band, which is constantly yeah. changing as well. So um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I was, I'm curious how the uh, pandemic has affected, how, like, how things in Sweden are. Um, 
in the they, sense they seem, that, like they seem to be dealing with it fine. They went a different direction than kind of the rest of the world. They didn't lock everybody down. Um, they're also a much smaller country, and they don't have you know the populous the, the the populated cities that that like the United States or England or somebody has. So it's probably a little bit different in that respect. But everything I read, and I you know I. I, when I read about the pandemic, I, I, you know, you, you got the, you got the kind of the mainstream that we see and, you know, locking everything down. And then there's a lot of doctors and, and health experts out there that kind of have an opposing view. And a lot of them bring up Sweden as kind of their example. You know, like I said, there's, there's reasons why they can get away with certain things that other countries can't, but. Yeah. Cause I mean, just our, our Swedish music, at least we we did get that new avatar album and i'm not sure what the story was whether they that's like been in the work for a while or if that was something that like in march everything got you know every everything like they couldn't tour or anything so like hey boys you wanna make an album right that um, seems to be what a lot of bands are doing right now there's so much new music coming out and it it, it was interesting to see that like ghost just kind of like I mean, I'm sure Tobias was in his little uh, little Swedish residence working on something. I'm not. I don't think he was just sitting there being like, "Ah ha ha." I mean, I'm sure he he had a guitar out and he was writing some some doom metal licks for us. But yeah, I think yeah, I'd... definitely looking forward to that coming out. So and I forgot to make a slide for this too, but another music news: Jason Hooks left Five Finger Death Punch, which I know you brought he up the other day. Um. And it was kind of a weird little elongated. Uh, so for for the most important, not necessarily most important, but there's no, really no details on it. Um, him and the band agreed on something that they're not going to speak on it quite yet. But if I can find Jason's Instagram post about it or his social media post, it's like because he didn't tour with them. Uh, on the tour that they were going to be doing this spring, like winter spring, for health reasons, I believe. I don't remember what kind of luck, but I think he had a surgery or something at a, he, and he couldn't go on tour. And then I believe from there, um, like I said, there's really no information about it, whether it was a band decision or a Jason decision. Um, but at least on the surface, it looks like they're on relatively good terms like it's like you can't really make that big of a judgment because you don't know anything um and they're being kind of like legal can't say anything about this right. does make me think but um and and sizing a death punch has gone through their line of changes i think at this point ivan might be the you know ivan and zoltan are the only uh original members they've gone through bass players and jeremy spencer left the band last year I think also due to how, like, I don't think his body could handle being the drummer of Five Finger Death Punch anymore. Um, and he's kind of taken his musical career a different direction. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what the story is here. Like I said, it started out as like a health reasons. And I do believe that there was were health reasons that Jason couldn't tour, but then he also recently just got married. I'm curious if, uh, it's possible that he got married and then his wife just said, no, <laughs> no yeah. more fighting your death. Line. You know, I, I think, I think, you know, with everybody, I mean, some, some of those guys touring gets in their blood and they can't give it up and 
you see guys going into their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they're still, even if they're not one of the major names, they're just out there touring, whether you know, they might be playing in front of 100 people in a bar, but it's just in their blood. Some guys, they, they get their fill of it. I mean, I know, yeah. I, know, I know guys that are my age that were in bands in their 20s touring, and they did it in their 20s, and they look back, and they're like, yeah, it was fun, but there's no way I could have done that the rest of my life. So yeah. who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe they just got their fill of, of being in a band. Yeah, and, and I mean, we we're kind of mean to Five Finger on this on this show. Well, I am. You're they, not so much. Are, I I try to remain fair, but it, gimmicks aside, they are a fun band. They're they're a band that you can turn on at the gym, and and it it works. No, no, they're um, fun. I I I I think they're a band I like a lot better if I don't see them. <laughs> but like, yeah, you you see them live and they're goofy and arguably try too hard and all that stuff. But Jason Hook, there's no denying his, his talent as a guitar player. I mean, he's oh, yeah, they're all fabulous. Musicians. Very, I was yeah, a great singer too. I, I can do without the, the, the weird tattoo on the face or whatever he does. I'm not sure what's going on there. But. It, it's, it's face pain. It's not permanent, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I know everybody, yeah, everybody's got their quirks. So, you know, Tobias yeah, Forge um, dresses up as a as a skeleton pope, so he does. Um, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason, Jason's very very talented guitar player. I'm sure if he chooses, like it's not like it's going to be hard for him to find something or do something if he chooses to, or he chooses to uh, retire. And actually, I don't think it's true. I think I saw that he does have things in the works. Um, like I said, yeah, there's no information really on whether if it was a Jason Hook, hey, I'm leaving the band, or Five Finger being like, not necessarily anything bad, but like, we we had this guy playing guitar with us on this tour, and we liked it a lot. Um, unfortunately, you have to leave now, or something. Like <laughs> I said, there's you don't know what happened, um, so you don't really, like, all you can do is speculate, but um as as far as they've let us know it hasn't been a bad breakup type thing it's just been a going our separate ways there's a time for everything you know right um, all right so we'll, we'll see what happens with them well, we wish them all well we're going to wrap this up we want to say thank you again to thirdstagetees.com you see that the way of rock podcast t-shirt right there in the middle go get yourself one use promo code twor and get 15% off. Also drop by our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's the way of rock and give us a like, say hi. In the meantime, we will be back next time with our, our year anniversary episode. Year anniversary. Lots of live guests coming in. No, no, man, I'm making that up, but yeah, we've, we've made it a year. So Check us out on your favorite podcast platform. You see some of them right there, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music we're on now, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pandora. There are some other ones that I couldn't fit on the slide, but anywhere you can find podcasts, you can listen to The Way of Rock podcast. So that's all we got, Jack. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what we'll have to talk about next time, but uh, I think the new Smith and Myers, if we wait that long, is kind of going to be the, the headliner unless uh, big music news happens, which it tends to do. 
It most certainly does. Cool. We'll talk to you soon.